Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and 
Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. And I will be one of your co-hosts this week. Uh, I am Elder Charlie Pritchett. I'm Associate Elder at the New Hope Apostolic Church in Danville, Virginia, along with, and I'd like to introduce yourself again to the people, Brother Brother Hazley. Good morning. I'm, I'm Carolyn Edward Hazley, Deacon with All Power Ministry, uh, Pastor Gregory B. Reese, Co-Pastor Gregory Reese, Norfolk, Virginia. Good morning. And it's just a pleasure to be with you one more time. Today we're going to continue on with the one of the things that we have been talking about for the last couple of weeks, and we um, this is a little bit of background for the, at the first part of this series of lessons. There was a topic of what women want, what women need, and so then we came along as being a male from a male perspective of what men want and what men need, and we the first two weeks we will have been concentrating on. That Proverbs 31 woman, but but today we are going to take a different approach, and we're going to be coming from uh, some of the things um, that was written by um, in the Book of Ephesians uh, in the New Testament, the Book of Ephesians chapter number five, or in the letter that was written to the Ephesian people. Paul wrote this, wrote this letter to try to correct some of the, the misnomers and some of the things that were going on within the Ephesian church that God wanted to correct, so he inspired Paul to write this letter to them to kind of a letter of encouragement as well as a letter of correction to go along with that. But before we do anything, Amen. we always like to start with a word of prayer. And so this time, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, first of all, we thank you for another day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity just to stand for your people and use this voice that you've given us, Lord, to carry forth your word. Father, we ask you to lead us, to guide us in all that we do. Father, speak through us. And, Father, we present ourselves as examples to be used in you. Father, we ask that the words may not fall on deaf ears, Lord, that we will take it in and let it be food for us, Lord Jesus, to help us grow and to help us become better, Lord Jesus, to continue to mold us and lead us and guide us as we go through this Christian journey. So, Father, we ask these in all blessings. In the mighty Mm -hmm. name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Again, good morning. And we are here at Reaching the Masses Media Ministry, and we want to talk about this morning even the aspect of, again, what men want in a relationship or in a relationship that would lead to marriage or marriage that all is together to make your marriage stronger. Because we do understand that once the two become one, the mm-hmm. enemy tries his best to do things to separate and to drive a wedge because he doesn't like that aspect of being unity. Because, you know, when you are unified against the foe, you're even stronger than you are by yourself. And the one thing that the devil does not desire for any of his people, any of God's people, is to be strong. And but when you're together, when you're all on one accord, when you're all thinking the same thing, or basically when you're all on the same page, the Bible says that one can chase a thousand, or two can put ten thousand to a flight. Uh-huh. So when two of you are together, you become very, very formidable to him, and he doesn't want that. He wants to be able to mold you and shape you and make you do what he wants you to do. But God has not called us to be a Instrument of the devil, he called us to be conquerors. As a matter of fact, he called us to be more than conquerors. And he says, We are more through, more than conquerors through him that loves us. So, as we go forward in the scripture today, 
we have to keep that in mind. We also have to keep in mind that if we let God use us, that he will always bring us out on top. Amen. And this morning we want to go to that book of Ephesians. And the key verse that we're going to be concentrating on is verse number 25. That verse says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. But I found out uh, one thing that I've learned through this practical experience and also one of the things that we were taught in school is when you take a scripture like that, you never take it by itself, but sometimes you have to read the preceding verses and some of the verses that come after that. And mm-hmm. that being said, our scripture text for today is going to come from the book of Ephesians. We're going to start at verse number 22. It's going to run from verse 22 to verse Number 31, I think it is, and we're going to read it well to the end of the chapter. At this time, I'm going to read that entire thing. And Well, I'm going to start at verse 21 just to put it into perspective. Verse number 21 says, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And then it goes up to verse number 22. It says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, the church is subject to Christ, so that the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse number 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself. Sorry, working along. Holding the phone with this one hand and, and, and hold the tail with another hand. Verse number, 26, verse number 25 again says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, so that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any other such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish, so out men to love their wives as their own bodies, He that loveth his wife loveth himself, for no man even yet hateth his own flesh, but nourish and cherish it, even as the church, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and his flesh and of his bones. And for mm-hmm. this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ in the church. In verse number 33, the last verse says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. That's, that, <laughs> you have to read the entire uh, discourse to get, from, you know, to get exactly what God is gleaming from that. And then we want to go back to again to verse number twenty five where it says, Husbands, love your wives and I wanna to go to a commentary and some commentary notes that I had that I was able to take down and some of the things that the Lord has impressed upon us to talk about. Um and one of you know, in, in the first well, I'll put it this way, the first set of discourses that I'm gonna to go to is from um a writer by the name of Chuck Smith, and, you know, that's really not important. But as we began to study in the Word, 
and we began to see how the Lord used him and how he began to press and press upon us. And as I began to read and study and meditate on us, on that, the Lord gave me some more insight into it about that 25th verse where it talks about love your husband and love your wife and Christ also love the church. And, you know, when we look at that, there is, there's another set of scriptures that's very similar to that. You know, and, and you can't, you have to use them in conjunction, you know, to wives submitting to their own husband. And there are two commandments that are inseparable, they're tied to each other. And we find, uh-huh. you know, the same thing that was written in the book of Ephesians was written in Colossians. And I want to go to Colossians in. If you don't have time, I'm talking to our listeners now. If you don't have time to turn to them, you can just jot these scriptures down. And we can look at them and, and read them a little while, a little bit later on. I'll read them at your own leisure. And the first one is Colossians 3.18. It says, Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as it is fit in the Lord. And Colossians 3.19, where it says, Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. And we begin to look at that. You find out that oh, if you if you can be obedient to these two commands, it will bring your marriage together. It will bring your relationship together. And but if you disobey them, you know it, it, it just tears you far apart. And if you disobey those scriptures, the ones in Colossians as well as the ones in Ephesians, you get space for the enemy to come in and really tear up a relationship, or tear up a marriage, a marriage, and just tear it all apart. You know, God mm-hmm. is knowing. One of the greatest needs of the woman, and in this we have to. One of the things that men have to come in and and, and realize, and God talks about it, so the woman being the weaker vessel, in their feelings of security, and this is found in knowing. And one thing that men have to really continually, and I mean continually, go forth from the time you meet her until the time going forward. That you have to let her know that she is loved. You have to let yeah. her, you have to continue. You cannot say it enough. You cannot show it enough. You cannot do it enough. And, and you know, one of the things that men, we get ourselves in trouble is, is we have this thing that, and it's bred within us, and I think it's just in the species itself, that we have to be in control. And we have to learn how, through the help of the Lord, to tip on that situation, to you can be in control and still hear. You can be in control and still listen. You can mm-hmm. be in control and still take counsel because some of the times some of the best counsel you're going to get is something that we said last week is the one that you have said that, you, that, that you've given your heart to, the woman that you're going to be with, the woman that, has, that you tied yourself to because the Bible says that the two shall become one flesh. And so mm-hmm. when the woman is giving you counsel, it, you know, it's basically you talking to yourself. And if you have the woman that God has put you in and you have this right situation, this woman is not going to do you wrong. She's going to do you good. And we have this one thing that men fail to realize, and, and you know, it, it's something that we must become inept at doing. And the mm-hmm. first part of that is continually lifting up and building up your wife. Uh, and the second part is to listen to them. They're not there just to be window dressers. The window dressers, God has given. They may be weaker vessels in a physical sense, but their minds are just as strong. Their wit is just as just as sharp. 
their intellect is just as knowledgeable as we are. And sometimes, for well, the, the situation should be, for you are weak, she is strong. For she is weak, you may be strong. And so when you put those two together, you have a vessel, you have a strong relationship all the way around. You know, because one thing the devil does is he probes and he peeks and he touches and he moves and he, he, he slips around you and looks for a weak spot within you. But if your strong points are her weak points and her weak points are your strong points, then the, the, he, he may peek and probe and look around, but he's not going to find an area that he can get into because if he looks in the back, the woman is there looking. If he looks in the front, the man is there looking. If he looks in the front, they're both looking up towards God. And if he looks down and try to get underneath your feet, he knows you are both standing on a firm foundation. So he ain't got nothing no better to do than go on down the road and try to look for somebody else. But hey, I need to do all the talking, right? But just, you know, just, just no, go ahead and kick on. into this. I mean, I'm learning. I'm learning. We all are still growing in this situation, this area of marriage. We're all still growing. And, I, and this is a real good um, portion of scripture out of Ephesians, you know, that you chose and that God led you to uh, because I believe, uh, yes, the wife will have to submit unto her husband, but she has to have someone to submit to as Christ is, as he is submitting unto the Lord. So she ain't going to submit to him if he ain't submitting to Christ. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that if she, if he is not submitting unto the Lord, who is she to submit to him? Amen. So where is she supposed to reverence him? Mm-hmm. See, if he's the head of the house, then then act like the head of the house and submit to <laughs> our father. Yeah. Amen. I've seen it. I've seen um, marriages like this guy I'm working with now. Uh, him and his wife has been together like 35 years. And my pastor and and my co-pastor, they've been together for for a time. They like know each other because they yeah. know the Lord. You know, they know yeah. the Lord, and they she has uh, her way of submitting to herself to Him as He submits to the Lord on both marriages. You know, and Amen. that's kind of how I see the Lord uh, directing them, and that's how I like I want to go. See, but I got to submit myself even more. Unto the Lord then so uh, I submit myself unto the Lord She has no choice In her mind or heart In her mind Everything to submit unto me Because uh, I'm reverencing the Lord Yes so uh, Baby we're not going to go here This weekend we're going to do something else And uh, normal response would be Okay honey (laughs) <laughs> and that's what we should expect But she, we can't expect that If She cannot see The Lord in us mm-hmm. And that's what I got on that part Okay I wanna, I'm want i going to use a couple of examples You know, I'm going to use uh-huh. several examples today And I have some, some comments that I want to, some Things that I had to add it down And this first thing that we're going to talk about and uh, it's something simple, but it's something that'll, uh-huh. that'll you know that'll that'll really help us out. And just first example is your wife is struggling trying to get the lid off of a jar. Then she hands the jar to you, and remarks how strong you are when you twist off the top. 
You know, there's something <laughs> simple. You know, you, you go down, you twist the, thing, the, the top off of the jar, and then she tells you, oh, baby, you're so strong. What? I knew you could do it. You, you my strong <laughs> young man. Man, you can't say that that ain't going to make you feel good. You know, that's just going to boost your ego up. Yeah. And it's the same way in a marriage. You know, the little things. You know, it's a, this is when the marriage begins. You know, that's that's the thing that's going to keep the marriage together. You know, what she's done, she told you, oh, baby, you're so strong. You're going to walk around feeling like Superman the rest of the day. In the same situation, you know, when she cooks you, if she fixes you some toast and jello, you know, and you have to be able to say with all honesty and sincerity, baby, that's the best piece of toast and jelly I've ever had. And that, I mean, you are you are the most. And look, that little teeny thing will, will, will stick with her all day long. You know, she'll say, "Oh, he appreciates what I do." It's not all in the diamonds in the first. Sometimes it's a little simple thing like that. Uh, or a baby boy, you 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 cooked this meal today. You did that. You no, know, or, or you just come in and, and she has picked out. An outfit for you to wear, or, or something there, because you know sometimes women can put things. They have a gift of organization sometimes that we as men don't have. Um, and they'll say, "Why don't you wear this blue tie with this with this shirt and with that jacket?" And you look at it, and you look in the mirror, and you say, "Baby, I just love your coordination skills. You're making me look good, and when you're making <laughs> me look good, that's making us look good." And boy, you walk up in the church, you, know, you walk up in there with your head so high, you know, if it rains, you're going to drown because that's how you got your head up in the air. But she's, you've done that, and then compliment her on those things. Tell her how much that you appreciate the little things that she does for when she irons your shirt and she puts that right crease in your shirt. It's not a thing when we talk about that first verse says, Submit the you know for the wives submit themselves to her. It's not a thing where she has to do it, but if the man, if you're doing your part, if you're doing what God wants you to do, it, it, it's it's going to be. She's not submitting in the word, submitting the way we would you know twisting somebody's arm. You, uh, well, let me put it this way: you don't have to twist her arm to get her to submit. She will willingly submit. It is not about who's going to be on top. But it's about being coming stronger together and the two becoming one flesh. Amen. And see now on the flip side of that, we can say when a marriage begins to fall apart, you can usually trace it back to the disintegration and disobedience to those two commands that we were talking about from the very beginning, about submitting your the wives submitting yourself and husbands loving the wives as God so loved the church. And then, uh, the, and then the question usually is: Because first, the chicken or the egg? And that's why we uh, that we work and we work together to move the marriage forward. And when you see men and women submitting to the to the scriptures that we were just talking about in Ephesians and in Colossians, we began to go forward in that in the marriage and forward in the relationship to make ourselves. Even stronger, but always now I'm going to do this a little bit to work backwards. And if it works backwards, you know, man, this is what happens when a marriage begins to go backwards, and you begin to. I'm going to use another example now 
to to, oh. to show how how the enemy can come in. So you know, let's let's yes, this example. Let's say in this hypothetical case, you know, let us say that the husband is not giving his wife the the assurance that she needs, and not tell her how much he loves her and how special she is to him. You know, and you know it could be for any number of reasons. But let's just, let's just say that say he's busy with the concerns of his job. He's provide he's providing for the family. But he neglected showing this love and concern for his wife. You know, he's so busy chasing that dollar that he has, you know, he got a million dollars, but he's had no communications with his wife. And he becomes preoccupied and fails to communicate with the communicate his feelings adequately. It is hard to <laughs> to admit that you are worried or concerned about your job. You want her to think that you are in control and able to handle anything that may come along. But then when, she, when you are so preoccupied with your job that you don't give her the attention that she needs, she interprets the lack of communication and worry that you are, that, you know, you you can't connect with her anymore. And she sees it as a sign that your love for her may be, well, you, you may not love her the way that you, that you say you were, and your love may be waning. And she begins to be suspicious that maybe someone else didn't caught your attention, yeah. you know, and, and, and that love that you used to have for her, you give it to somebody else. And she then begins to ask questions and, and giving you the third degree. And, <laughs> and, and let's let, let, let's continue to take this let's take this take the scenario out to the end. And then you become irritated because she asks you all these questions because you you know you look at it and say, well, I'm bringing the money and you should be satisfied with that. Man, and then, you know, if you're late getting home from work, she wants to know where you've been, and that's going to make you even more mad. And, you know, when these things begin to happen, you know, the devil, he's stepping in. Then, though, he begins to look at the situation and make you uh-huh. even more worse. And he said, now it becomes a challenge. And, and, and once she didn't challenge your manhood, so to speak, now, you know, you gotta you got to stick your macho up, and you still got to show that you're in control, and you can handle things yourself. And this often, you know, it manifests itself and you, you get all tight lipped in a, in a loop. And, and, and when you become, stop talking and get standoffish, this just confirms what she's thinking in the first place. To, you know, the suspicious, suspicions that the enemy has yeah. planted in her mind or the suspicions that come about because you're so busy working and chasing that dollar. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You used to get up every morning and the first thing you go say, baby, Last night, even in my sleep, I was missing you. You know, when you wake up, the first thing you want to do is grab her and say, oh, baby, I'm so glad to see you. When I opened my eyes, you were the most beautiful thing I've seen. You know, you know, and, and, you know the little things that you do, when you stop doing those things, and you concentrate on those dollars and things like that, because it, let's, let's be honest, it may not be every situation that it comes with. It's not because the man is cheating. It could be because he has got himself off track and he's so busy, concerned about yes, those sir. things. That he has yes, forgotten sir. his main anchor, or as, as an old old term that, but hey, you ain't even remember this. But this is like this is old school. His main squeeze, he done forgot about his main squeeze, chasing after that dog. But I have mm-hmm. found out, and I understand that a woman, and I'm going to use a song that, uh, well, you know, a title of a song that was written by this guy a long time ago, named Bobby Woman. And he wrote the song and said, a woman needs love, just like we do. And if you don't give it to her, she's going to find it somewhere else. 
But the first thing she's going to do when you stop telling her that you love her, she's going to look at you and start analyzing and challenging you on everything that you do. And when you stop talking and get all uptight and standoffish, it's going to make her feel even more secure. And it's a vicious cycle. It's going to go from one thing to the other, one thing to the other. And when she starts questioning you more, you're going to get colder. And then when you get colder, she's going to suspect, oh, he doesn't love me even more. And before you know it, you got a house in line. Amen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been in um, those situations uh, where I had to work late. And um, even on a Saturday, you know, um, and and it comes becomes a question. Now, where have you been? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. Where have I been? Mm-hmm. I've been uh, working, and uh, and uh, see, if I don't come in the house and I don't give you no money, then that's probably where you should probably worry. But when I come in the house and and I br- and I break you off, like I say, or give you some money. There's no question. There's no reason for you to ask me any question because you see where have I, I've been. I've, uh, see, I detail cars, and um, I'm a carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. So when a carpentry work, I get paid at a certain time. And then uh, a detailing that you should expect um, money right when I come in the house because I pay, help pay bills too, right? So i got to give mm-hmm. her. And so... When I come in and, and I'm going to go detail, you already know before I leave, I want to go detail. And sometimes they don't work out. The time when I get done don't work out because you don't know what you're getting into. But when I come home and then there's, uh, I've been from a detail, you ain't got to ask me why it took me so long because every car is not the same. And um, and there's been questions, you know, that she's risen about that, why is this conversation going on and on? Here you go, $130 part of my detail that I've just done, and and, and that doesn't come easy, and that's not going to come fast, you know? <laughs> so uh, there's a reason to ask me questions, you know? And uh, and so far as the carpentry work, that, that job is not done for like a couple of weeks, you know? So, yeah, I'm going to work late because we want to get it done as fast as we possibly can. There's a reason why people ask me questions about that. And uh, we'll see when those situations come up. What we got to do, if we know that those situations are going to come, and, and it, it comes about yeah, communication and knowing the person that you're with. And if you know that this person is going to worry about you, or you know that this person is is going to you know, ask questions about that, don't take it so personal. I mean, so I'll be, I, I was working late, or. When you come in, baby, I was I had to work late, but I was missing you. I was thinking, you know, don't you, even sometimes it <laughs> may sound it may sound corny to you, but it no, may be no. something that she wants to hear. She wants to be appreciated. She wants to know that even though I was out there, I'm out there because of us. I'm out there for us, and everything that I do is to you. Know, you got to mm-hmm. think, stop thinking me, and start thinking to us. I was working late because of us. I made this decision because of us. I did this because mm-hmm. of us. Everything that I do is no longer I, but it's we. It's no longer, you know, yes, what sir. I think is best, but what we think is best. And when we can begin to do these things, and, and, and let's take it back to the scripture again. That's what yes, God, God did. God said he died for us. 
you know, he, and think about how fortunate man is. And, and don't laugh when I say this when I'm talking to the, to the listeners out there, but how fortunate we are that God used us. He could have made the dogs the dominant species, and we could have had <laughs> dogs ruling over us. You know, if you can get what I'm saying. But God used yeah. because God, what the Bible description for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that those that believe in him should not perish. We shall have love. He used man. He formed man. And from the dust of the ground, and he gave man the dominion over these things, and him giving, even giving us dominion, he gave us responsibilities. But along with those, with the glory that came along with this, became the responsibilities of keeping this world and having dominion over it. You know, we have to learn that that with that power that God has given us becomes the responsibility to use that power correctly and to do the thing. And when he said it is not good for man to be alone, he meant it. Because what's the, yeah. what's the, what's the use of having the world and nobody to share it with? You know, yeah. And once you have the world to share it with, remember that God loves us and he shows his love for us every day. He shows his love to us in so many yes, ways. Sir. When you're quiet, you can, you can feel the love of God, you can feel his presence. Sometimes you may be going through a situation and you can just feel the, the presence of the Lord around you right? and like he's gently whispering in your ear, that's all right. I got it. I'm right, I'm right here along with you. Don't worry, the enemy, he might have came at you. But don't you know together we are stronger than the enemy, enemy? And we yeah. should pervade the same thing to our mate. Well, baby, we may be going through we may go through a rough patch right now. We may go through a strong time right now. But don't worry. God has got us. And as God has us, I got you. And no matter what, if we have to live on a raft, I'm going to make sure that it's the best raft I can provide for you. So God <laughs> blesses us even more. You know, Amen. And, and That's one of my favorite things that I say to her when we go through something and uh, when she's concerned. My thing is what you just said is God is in control. God has he, yeah. he wouldn't allow us to come this far to leave us and we didn't come this far to turn around. So it's a it's a, a definite trust God in the marriage at all times, you know. Definitely we have to be like minded. The Christ is in control. Amen. 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 You know, marriage should not be a duel. It should be a duet. I mean, hey, we should not, I like it. I like that. You know, you know, it, it shouldn't be a duel. It shouldn't come in and everything you say she challenges and everything she says you ch- Well, I put it this way: men and women, we we, we fight. Wow. Differently. We fight differently. <laughs> now, on, when you come into a situation and, and, and a disagreement arises, nine times out of ten. The woman is going to vocalize the situation. She's going to put it out there. And men don't like that. Yeah, because when we put it out, it's, it may be legitimate, it may be correct, it may be everything, but men don't like that. And so what we're going to do the majority of the time is we just going to shut up. We're going to hold it all in. And I think I think sometimes this, this hurts the woman more so than having a shouting match when you hold it and don't say nothing. 
Because they interpret that not saying anything and that you don't care. But and, and that's not always the case either. But see, it's how sometimes we've been conditioned or sometimes things that we've seen or sometimes just the nature of what it is. And so you're sitting in there, she's steaming, you steaming, she's ready to talk it out. You don't want to say nothing. You're just going to hold it all in. <laughs> and, and right now, you, you're dueling. But God wants us to be and do that. Baby, this happened today. Let us pray about it. God's going to make, a, God's going to make it better. You yeah. know, and, and sometimes um. we have to be able <laughs> to swallow that bit of pill. Pride keeps us from a lot of situations. That, mm. The Bible says pride comes before fall. Mm-hmm. And that that should be you know mention how a t-shirt on that says that a lot of times because our pride will our pride will make us not talk about situations when maybe mm-hmm. we should seek advice. Maybe this happened today. What do you think may be a good idea that we can bring it together? And if she gives you good advice, follow it. Don't be too embarrassed to follow what she says. And the same mm-hmm. thing I'm speaking to women on this. Women don't take it personal, personal if the man doesn't follow that advice. No, because right. you know, you're there to counsel, and if he you do, and you should have confidence enough in each other to know the mm-hmm. situation. If whatever the situation is, God, if you believe and truly believe in your heart that God got your back, sometimes we make wrong decisions. Sometimes we do things that you said, you know. Baby, you, I, I, I made this decision. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I heard what you said, but I, I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And, and, and God's gonna, God's gonna see us through it. And I, I, I thank you for your decision. And, and even maybe next time I'll listen even closer to what you say. You know, don't never, don't say that you well. I didn't. Your, your, your thought on no good. <clears throat> You know, just say that you know you use another decision, and and and, and we work it together for this. Right. And the more that she submits, well, let, let me let me back up this note that I had here. It says when she is completely secure in your love, she will cease challenging your decision, and she will just say, "Well, well, you know, let's do what I say." When she is completely secure in your love, she will cease challenging your decision. Because even if you make a wrong decision, she's going to say, well, baby, I, I, you know, God's still going to see us through this. God can, yes. God can take, God yeah. can take a, a, a rock and make a house out of it. So I know that, yeah. you know, God's he, he's going to see us through this thing the next time. And I still yeah. have confidence, you know, lift them up. We lifted up each other. The Bible talks about preferring the next person more than yourself. And that next Amen. person being your spouse. You know, lift them up. Lift them up. Um, one thing that I do want to get to now while it's on my mind before I get about it is one of the mm-hmm. things that we need to talk to um, is another scenario, so to speak. You know, deal with the scenario because I want to deal with real life as much as possible. Yes, um, sir. Let's say, for instance, your wife comes in and she has, you know, she's, she's been, Around that day, and she, y'all, y'all get to go. Y'all get to go out to an affair. You, maybe you just get ready to go out to church. And she's been looking at these outfits and looking at everything. And she comes in the room, you know, with her outfits on. 
And then she said, man, how does this look? And you said, oh, you look all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the woman is, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> she going to look at you like you got three eyes, two legs, and no teeth. She don't want you to hear. She don't want to hear, oh, baby, you look all right. She wants to hear you say, Man, you are the best-looking person. Right now, I could put you on my arm and walk into the White House, and you, the, the, the president's wife would no longer be the first lady because I know I got the first lady on my arm. <laughs> so tell her, tell, her, tell her she looked – and the thing about it is you can't just be given lip service. you got to get to the point that you believe that she is the best-looking thing since chocolate-covered strawberry. You know, and tell her that. And when you tell her that, that's going to make her even more confident. And so she's going yeah. to walk out in confidence, knowing that my man think I look good. And when I'm making, when my, when, when, I, when, when my man think I look good, she's going to hold on to you and she's going to lift you up and you're going to be looking good. So when you walk into that affair, you're going to, you, you're going to be the best looking couple in there. And even if you're not, you're going to think you are. You're going to feel like you are. And God is going to bless you the way that you are. Amen. So complimenting one another, talking to one another. Thank you, Lord. Like I say, it can't yeah. be a duel. It's got to be a duet. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And so often we, we come to a standoff, and, and she's saying, if you show me love, I'll submit. But you saying, if you submit, I'll show you love. Some kind of way we got to learn how to break that impasse. She's right. waiting for you to do certain things, and you wait for her to do something. You be the you you go first. You go first. You you know the Bible. If one thing about the verse in Colossians, and the second part of that, it says, you know, husbands love your wives and be not bitter against them. When 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 you when a, when a woman says something that you don't like, or when your spouse says something. That you don't like wow. We have a tendency To hold that bitterness And we think we're holding it in But it displays itself In a coldness And it mm-hmm. displays itself In an aloofness Suppose that God did us like that You in church Doing your best To get your praise through You know you're talking to the Lord You got your hands and you're singing but you don't feel God's presence around you. The only thing you feel is coldness and dead air. Wow. That's a terrible situation. That is very terrible. And imagine how that makes your wife feel when you're doing the same thing. She's doing everything she can do to keep you lifted up, to to let you know that she got your back. And the only thing you're giving her is a cold shoulder and silence. Mm. Well, he he needs to go while, pray. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to go pray. After a while, he needs to go fast. He gonna stop he needs to go himself. Because this is this is a job. I understand this marriage is a job, and I know oh, this yeah. is a job. This is a clock in, uh, not a clock in, clock out. This is a twenty-four-seven, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week job. You know, being married. You know, and I know from listening to you, uh, it's um, it's going to take maturity. We are still maturing. In process in this mm-hmm. marriage scene, and I, and I believe since you have been listening, since I've been listening and listening to you, um, it's going to take um, growth, man. It's going to take growth and spiritual maturity, you know. 
on both parts. She may be learning oh, yeah. and growing forward uh, over there, and you may be growing and learning the word over here, but there's a point where you guys have to grow together in the Lord, and that's where the, you guys mature together, like I want to say, uh, on the same page. Because if I if you know the Lord and I know the Lord, then how come we can't know him together? And that's the same page. Amen. So there's no reason for insecurity. There's no reason for you to ask me questions or reason for me to be insecure or ask you questions because we already know where we're supposed to be. We already know where we what we uh how we feel, how we look and uh it's good, yes. By that time you'll be able to say, Baby, you look awesome and and, mm-hmm. and she'll say, Husband, you look you look you are Lord, you know, and you look mm-hmm. wonderful too. And uh, and I thank God for you. And 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 this is the, my dream. See, I'm still growing. Our, our marriage is still growing. We're there, mm-hmm. but not there yet. Amen. It's in the making, but the the process is not complete. It's like this job we're mm-hmm. working on in Chesapeake, and we're almost finished. We, we can see the finished work, the new work, but we're not done yet. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're almost there. We're like uh, 98% done, and uh, but that's how it is with the marriage. We're, we're not done yet. We're just we can see the togetherness. You can see the love. You can see the uh, I got your back. You got mine. But we're not finished mm-hmm. yet. Okay. We're going to just one time. And see, you know, in, in the more mature. And the way of being transparency, everything I've talked about is, is, is stuff that I've probably made every mistake that a man can make. Oh, you know, yeah. I've, I've <laughs> made it from, from, the, from the being silent to the thing. You know, and a lot of times, you know, we, we would justify it and say, I'm going to hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. You know, this is what we say. And, and you, you, you walk in the room and you're so cold that, you, you know, you, you just froze up everything in there. Every mistake that I've, you know, everything that I've talked about today is probably a mistake that I've made in myself. You know, just just being transparent about the situation, That's knowing so that, that there, yeah. there are things that I have to learn, and those are mistakes that I made. And yeah. you know, just just letting the Lord show me a better way. And, and this is a, this is been, I'm out there, I'm 64 years old, but yet still there's some things that I'm just learning now. After all of these years And some things Because you know We can justify Ourselves by talking But the proof is right there In the in God's word mm-hmm. And yep. we can't it's accept What God's be. word Say about the situation Then it's not The problem is not at them The problem is not The problem, the problem is with us And the fault is mm-hmm. with us And we the ones That have to go back And look again You know it says I want to give you Some of these other notes That I have down here yeah. And, and, and let's look at this. It says, the love of Christ for us is a self. Well, let me go back and get another one. Matter of fact, I'm going to try to get as many of these again. In the book of John, John tells us, having loved his own, he loved them to the end. Put that there, spousal situation. We can't love our wives today and hate them tomorrow. You know, we got to love them. And Jesus said, greater love has no man than. Yes, that a man would lay down his life for his friend. You said again, as the Father so loved me, so have I loved you. 
The love of Christ for us was a self-sacrificing love. We should, you know, if you eat a cookie, give your wife the biggest half of that cookie. You know, let or even let, give her the whole cookie, and knowing that God will provide, <laughs> and then knowing that God will provide another cookie for you. The love of Christ for us is an unending love. We should love our spouses more today than we did yesterday because it should be a growing situation. And we are to love our wives. And when we say we love our wives as Christ has loved us, Christ has never, look at some of the things that, let's look at man in a sense of what man, I'm talking about mankind now, mankind has done. They have rejected him. They have disobeyed him. They have ostracized him. They've talked about him. They've they went away and followed other situations. And God has never folded his arms to forget man, you know, destroy. You know, he's still right there. Wow. His love is still there with us. Now, if we can follow that same example, and, and again, all everything that I'm saying is not giving lip service. Because if you start, women women have a fake detector. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. And they can tell in a minute when you be a fake. So don't have a fake detector. You know, make sure that her fake detector don't go off. So the things that you do, say them and really mean them. And if yeah, you sir. get to the point where you can't mean them, go get, go to the Lord. It's the Lord, fix my heart. Re- put me back on the pile wheel and break me and reshape me. Yeah. Yeah. So that when I speak, the words that I speak will be truth. The words that I speak will be words that I can live up to, and her faith won't go off because she's going to know that I'm telling That's the truth. That's true. That's true. That's my prayer right now. Amen. That's true. Yeah. And this and, uh, is the sort of love. This is the sort of love that we. And when you love, when you when you be loving a woman like that, she's going to do everything. She's going to make your house not a home. She's going to make your house a kingdom. And she's gonna she's gonna make it a kingdom, and she's gonna crown you the king of that kingdom. And when you come in, you know this is if we go back to the Old Testament, this is why Sarah was able to call Abraham Lord, Lord, not because he forced it to, <laughs> not because he forced it to, but it, it, it's because he made that kingdom such a wonderful place. That she was there And she understood That if he's the king of this kingdom I'm the queen of this kingdom And we he's not ruling by himself But we're ruling together And we have dominion together And with mm-hmm. that no adversary is going to be able To get into this kingdom Because you know, God is our head And we mm-hmm. are working this thing together And if God is our head And we're loving one another As one, as one flesh it's not that God is going to give him a set of, a set of directions and give me a set of directions, but the mm-hmm. two shall become one flesh. So we're going to rule this thing together, and this kingdom is is going to be never ending. Can I and add to that? Uh huh. Uh, I'm going to see it from her from her eyes. She has to see him as Lord. She has to see yeah. Lord in him. Should I say, in order for her to call him Lord. Because I see that uh-huh. from a woman with a, a spirit of submission and, uh, unto God. 
a personal mm-hmm. relationship unto God, to see a like Christ figure before her to call her him Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. You you gave me vision on that. I had never seen yeah. that before. But I see it now. I see it looking through her eyes right now. She has to see him not as God but as a Lord figure right. Jesus. It's to call mm-hmm. him Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that eye opening thing, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. That was eye opening yeah, back then. God sees them like that. Yes. Make that home a kingdom. Wow. You know. Beautiful. She's going to, not out of four, you know, sometimes if we look at the scenario or the way the TV puts a thing, a king go out and conquer conquer a kingdom, and he forces his subject to call him Lord. No, that's not the way God intended it. Especially for a relationship of husband and wife. God will give you a kingdom and yeah. the man is working and through God <coughs> the man has put the kingdom to the point now yes, and bringing sir. his spouse right along with him. So they standing there together. I saw a, a painting one time of a king uh-huh. and a queen standing over a king. They were standing up on this big platform. And they were looking out at everything that the Lord had provided for them. And the man wasn't standing there looking like, oh, this is my kingdom, and you, you know, you got to bow to me. They were standing there ruling over this kingdom and looking at this kingdom together, everything that God had given them. And that's where God, look at what God will give you if you're able to stand with that spouse and, and, and make her the most important thing in your life. And when you make her the most important thing in your life, she's going to make you the most important thing other than Christ. That 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 trickle-down effect should be God, then you. And I may get some disagreement with this, and I may get some kickback from this. But I'm going to say, is God, your spouse, your children, and then other things. And the reason I say that is, because even once your children get grown and gone, you still got to be up with their spouse. And so if you neglected that spouse to all of that, you know, your children gone, then what you're going to do? You've made that spouse so bitter that, you know, they're, they're going to be saying, like, oh, you, the children gone, you can go along with them. Oh. <laughs> you know, I may get some kickback on that. I may get some pushback on that. But no, keep it one hundred. Keep it transparent, like you keep it and keeping it real. You've been keeping it real. You the were, whole night. That spouse was there yeah. before the children came, and when the children yes, grown and gone, you still gonna be in love with that spouse. So you gonna make that kingdom is. I mean, nobody wants to live in a suppressive, oppressive kingdom. So <laughs> be, no leaves on the trees, no green grass right. or nothing. No, you know? right. <laughs> no fruit growing in the trees. That kingdom right. can become a that kingdom can become a prison. You know, yes, make, that, make that the happiest place you can be. I'm not even gonna. We don't even have time for me to get to the other scenario I got. But one, the, basically, the other one was talking about. There was some points I want to get to. Um, there's some don'ts for men, and I, I'm gonna do these other stuff. I had some of them written down, but I'm saying, but I'm gonna get some off my head. Men do not find reasons to pick at your wife. Men do not find reasons just to challenge your wife. Men do not 
find reasons <clears throat> to laugh at your wife or embarrass your wife or see that your wife is, if your wife is in a situation that may cause embarrassment to her, don't laugh. Be there for her. Men, do not neglect to encourage your wife in her endeavors, whatever she's doing. If she got a yes, business sir. growing growing daisies by the roadside, you be out there for you pet maybe you grew some of the best looking daisies I've ever seen. This is gonna be fantastic. <laughs> Men do not forget that a woman need you can never give and show a woman too much love. The more love you show her, the more she's gonna work. The more and it's and it's not something that you're doing it because you want her to submit to you. But you, again, if you can't show her more love every day, go back to go back to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to show her more love every day. Lord, mm-hmm. you may have these feelings on the side and on the inside. And, and one thing that I do want to say, and I'm not saying it to give us an excuse, but I'm saying it in defense of some things. Mm-hmm. We as men may not even know how to show the love that's in our heart. Yeah, we may not there be you able go. to. There you to, go. We may not be able to vocalize really what's in our heart, and so we found that that the easiest way sometimes to show the love that we should be speaking with our mouth is to give her something material. But what we have to realize is when you give her that material stuff, give her the verbal stuff that she needs as well. Give her the mm-hmm. reassurance that says, baby, I will walk through Leo the lion's dead, slap him in the face, and take all of his teeth if he <laughs> even look at you the wrong way. The wrong way. One more time. Yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, if he, right. if he has, right if at. he looks at you, you know, you, you will fight an army with a stick if they mess with the woman that God has given you. She is that precious to you. If you got to, first of all, you got to believe it yourself. And second of all, you have to be able to convey that feeling to her so that she believes it. Because when she has that confidence in you, knowing that what happens, oh, my man got me, I ain't worried about it. My man got me. Mm-hmm. The Lord got him, he got me, we got each other, and together we're going to stand no matter what the situation is, no matter what comes, what goes. We know that God in got us, we got each other, and we're going to go forward in this day. Yeah. So in that area, not... I, 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 go ahead. I, I mean, well, in that area, I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm all right in that area so far because, um, you know, he, he looking at her, that's a compliment to me. You know, and if she draw that way, that uh, she just never mind from the beginning. See, but if I'm doing right, and I know if I'm doing mentally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and physically in my relationship, then my, my confidence and security is in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I wouldn't have to worry about that, or not even be concerned. You know, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm submitting unto the Lord, and growing mm-hmm. in my relationship individually and together with her. They can say what they want to say. They can compliment her as much you know, as they want to. They say complimenting me and giving God the glory. What do you think about that? <laughs> say that again. When she's complimenting you, you, her, when they're complimenting her, they're complimenting you. And vice yeah. versa. 
And they're giving you know, God the glory. They didn't know that. And they're giving God the glory. Right, right. They didn't know that. Right. They didn't know. And, and, uh, and on the flip side of that, if someone disrespects her, they disrespect the you. Oh, yeah. Then that's another story. That's a whole other page right there. <laughs> and, uh, that's a whole other page. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's why I had to go to the book of Psalms and, and remember the scripture where God trains my hands from battle, my fingers for war, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and and really show her how much I love her. Yeah. You know, that's a whole nother, like that's a whole nother end, you know, of something right there, of that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, I really got to come see you because you, uh, you opened up my eyes again and some things. It just, man, it was powerful. This weekend, uh, on to a whole lot of things that you have said, so I gotta come see you and mm-hmm. take you out to Cuzzles or something. Um, <laughs> you know what it is? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because everything I said, every I've probably I've probably made every mistake in the book. Some of them I've made a couple of times. Cause, yeah, you uh, too. You know, I'm hard. I'm, I'm hard headed. But you too. God is God is showing me some things, and after all these sixty-four years, I'm finally beginning to learn some things. That you know, it's 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 not compliment, it's not complicated, but it's an ongoing situation. Yes, you can't sir. do it today and stop doing it tomorrow, because it, you know, the most faithful worker in the entire world is the devil. He don't take a day off. <laughs> He don't take holidays. He don't let up. He, he don't, don't let up. He, he'll work overtime. He don't and take so a knee. He, he don't take a knee. If he's willing <laughs> to work overtime to tear you apart, you've got to be able to work overtime to keep it together. Husbands love your wife. Is God so loves you. God don't take a day off blessing you. What if God says, I'm not going to regulate your heart today? I'm uh, not gonna keep you breathing today. <laughs> many things that we just call involuntary is God blessing us. God don't take the day off, so maybe we should. We, well, I loved it. I told her I love her last week. Hey, uh, that should hold. That should hold into a couple more weeks from there. And I'm gonna say this probably because I think our time is just about up. But men, you have to be able to tell your wife you love her. When you're outside of the bedroom, when you are in the midst of in the bedroom, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you can say I love you so many times, so it ain't even funny. But when you get out of the bedroom, when you walk in, the, when you walk into the mall, when you say, "Hey, baby, I love you," when you're driving in the car, you make the, you, you turn on the street corner, baby, I love you. You walk in the house, you see her cooking, or she walk in the house and see you cooking. Baby, I love you. Take that I love you out of the bedroom and spread it over the whole house. She will, she will, she will give you a kingdom, or she will make your kingdom, she will make your home a kingdom. And once she makes that kingdom, you will be able to rule it together. God being first, you two standing together. And the enemy looking at you mad because he can't get in nowhere. And with that, uh, Brother Hayes, I'm going to let you have the last words to, to, to close us out for the day. 
I'm going to let you close us out in prayer, and I hope that our listeners have gotten something to glean something from what we said today. Again, we thank God for everything that he's doing and everything that he's going to do and for how he has just inspired us to go forward with these scriptures and with the lessons that we have been given. So, Brother Hazel, I'm going to ask you to take us out with prayer and in prayer, and you have you can have your last words and it closes on out with prayer. Hello? Hello? I think I lost it. I think it's connected now. But what we're going to do is we're just going to close on out and pray. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything you've done for us. Father, we ask you to just bless us, Lord. Help us grow. Help us, help us grow stronger. Father, continue to bless us. And Father, continue to make us to be, to be a blessing to others. And Father, we give you all honor and all glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everyone. Have a blessed day. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.